Final Destination 3 sees the return of the original film's director James Wong, and once again tries to one-up its immediate predecessor with elaborate over-the-top deaths. This time, the survivors of a rollercoaster disaster must decipher death's grand design if they want any chance of ever making it to 10 Cloverfield Lane. We both love Final Destination 2, so let's find out if this one is up to scratch. Welcome everyone to Screams After Midnight, I am Peter, and I'm joined as always by Tim. What's up? Hey Timmy. Welcome, this is our horror movie podcast, we get together, we talk about a horror film we've watched, and we have been working through the last couple of months the Final Destination franchise, because there's going to be a sixth one sometime this year. We don't know when yet. Supposedly. <laughs> they're, they're threatening us with it. So we did the first two already, and this is going to be us talking about Final Destination 3. We'll start spoiler-free, as we always do. We'll give you a warning before we get to spoilers. Uh, luckily, because these movies are relatively disconnected, I don't even think we have to spoil the first two that much when we talk about the, spo- the, you know, the, the, the spoiler-free mm-hmm. section of this, because... You know, they, they reference it a little bit, but there's not really much other than the, the premise mentioned. Would you believe it? A group of characters are in a horrible accident at the start of the movie. <laughs> but one of them has a vision uh, showing them this accident and therefore gets a bunch of them out of the predicament, right? In this case, it's a roller coaster. Mm-hmm. And death then hunts them down one by one because they were supposed to die and they have treated death because of the premonition superpower that is once again. Mm-hmm reared its ugly head it really does feel like some angel or something's trying to save people from death and starting a war against death this is a lot of mythology stuff that they could have piped in by now and they still have not but uh, we'll do our best uh so that's the the gist of it now obviously you've said before that you hadn't seen these until a couple of years ago when you watched them all kind of together uh obviously i really like Edition too and i liked it a lot of the time so i was pretty hyped about number three. <laughs> I was hyped before it came out. I was looking forward to going to see it. Um, and I remember being annoyed because pretty much everyone I knew went to see it with other people. So... Are you, you're talking about like when it first came out like in the theater? Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> I thought you were talking about like, you know, like a couple of days ago. No, 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 no. <laughs> no. In 2006 when it came out. Was it 2006? Okay. I think it was 2006. Uh, yes. So... What's funny is that it was this and a couple of other movies around the same time period that because I didn't get to see because other people had already seen it, uh, yeah. I started going to see movies on my own soon after this because I'm like, I'm not missing movies because other people. <laughs> <laughs> so I started going, going on my own. Um, so it's an interesting bit of uh, my origin story, to be honest. But. Yeah, I used to love going to movies by myself. It's um, Yeah, I, I, I still do sometimes because uh, yeah, most of my friends don't live like super close to me and you know um my wife usually if i do go see a movie now my wife's usually staying home with the baby so uh, uh every now and again i'll sneak off to the cinema by myself it's uh yeah you know th- there shouldn't be th- there's a little bit of a, a social you know uh like uh what do you call it stigma <laughs> Yes, I, I for some reason I kept thinking of stigmata. I, so I, was like, I was like, I know that's not right. Uh, yeah, there's a little bit of a social stigma uh, against it, but there shouldn't be. I mean, why? It's it's also like the worst activity uh, to do with groups of people. Like, mm-hmm. hey, let's just go to this place where we can't talk or look at each other for like 
two hours you know oh, yeah, there's definitely tons of people i know that would never they'd be mortified at the thought of going by themselves that like they have to go with yeah. other people and like i'm so used to going on my own it's just, it's just you know it's whatever mm-hmm. but uh yeah it, it was funny actually is because of when this came out in 2006 um at one point they note like one of the gravestones of the characters who dies <laughs> he said they were born in 1988 and i was born in 89 and i, I just had this weird moment of like oh yeah this makes sense that all this movie set in like the end of high school coming out of this time period are about my age well in theory <laughs> the actors are not my age the actors are clearly all in their 20s in this movie in fact one of the teenagers in this movie is actually an actor who played a teenager in ginger snaps ginger snaps came out in 2006 <laughs> years before this so he has to be at least, even if he was 18 in ginger snaps he has to be at least 24 now but he was probably older yeah. than 18 to begin with so Anyway, I don't have much of a point except to say, you know, that's where it was. That's where I was in my life when Final yeah. Destination 3 came in to the world. For that uh-huh. actor, though, you got to keep in mind that uh, he's working with Canadian years. <laughs> Is he Canadian? But, no, if he's in Ginger Snaps, he was. <laughs> oh, true. Yeah, okay, fair point. <laughs> it's a, it's a fair point. Kinda, yeah, yeah, it's kind of like similar how, like, you know, dogs age like seven years for every one year it's mm. kind of so it's the opposite like, for canadians yes exactly okay. All right. <laughs> so if he yeah if he was like you know a 28 year old canadian he's really like a <laughs> whatever <laughs> that would be an american years <laughs> you started a joke but you weren't willing to do the math to see it through <laughs> that's so sad to me so Yes, so yeah, basically this is the one that starts with the roller coaster. We're back to high schoolers, we're back to teenagers because two kind of moved away from that. Um, mm. And we'll talk about what else it moves away from or goes back to or whatever because that is actually the director of the first movie back to do this one. So, you know, and you know, we like two more than one. So James Wong's back to do this. He directed the first one. So it'll be interesting to see if some of our critiques of the first one kind of come back around for this one. But we'll find out. I will answer the simple question. Tim, how yeah. do you feel about Final Destination 3? Uh, I'm pretty lukewarm on it. Um, which, uh, shout out to Lukewarm, one of our patrons. Um, the... <laughs> You're not going to chuckle at that. <laughs> the shocked smart is as good as you're going to get for that. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't think... I don't really like this movie, but like, it's not bad enough to hate it. Um, I, I I didn't even really I didn't make the connection that it's the same director, but it makes a lot of sense because I I feel pretty similarly uh, to this one that I do with the first one. Like I would say I like the first one better, but um, I, I feel like this kind of has like a lot of problems of the first one where we're back to you know the characters aren't really that interesting because uh, the second one was, was such like a breath of fresh air because um, you know it basically took like the you know the very good premise of the first one but then kind of you know up the ante and everything like all the deaths felt bigger and funner and like the characters were actually like funny like i, I remember that was kind of like the big thing from watching the second one was like oh this is like it's a good horror movie but it's also like funny like i'm laughing a lot and stuff and then this is kind of back to like everything's played like pretty seriously so there's not like a, as much fun to it um and yeah the the characters just feel like a bit more bland uh, especially like the main character and stuff like some of the secondary characters i, I guess are like you know the, the very stereotypey uh which is a, a little fun I, I suppose but um i, I don't know it's yeah it, it's just very very middling um the 
uh, I'd, I'd say like a lot of the the deaths for like the you know like second secondary characters uh are like pretty fun but definitely like doesn't reach the heights of the series um i i really didn't like the kind of opening incident and like the ending finale set piece like those i thought were really boring and then um i, I think especially the opening there's just like a lot of like cgi and stuff that i feel like it doesn't make any the, the deaths like that much fun uh so I, I, i'm you know sounding pretty negative but it, it's not the worst thing in the world like it, it's totally watchable um you know like it, it's pretty fast paced like i wasn't like bored out of my mind or checking my watch it's just uh i guess just kind of disappointing after you know the second one really exceeds uh expectation and, and you know very fun and you kind of hope that that's where the series is going and then it just feels like kind of a step back to the first one which was like not bad but you know not great either yeah, so yeah it's kind of where i stand yeah, I'm not too dissimilar. If I had to, I'm maybe slightly more positive. Um, because I, I do think the kills, by and large, are much better than they were in the first movie. Now, don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. I don't think any of the kills are as good as the best kill in the first movie, but I think there's more gore, basically, just than most of the kills in this, and therefore they're just a bit more entertaining as a result. And there's a little bit of that, like, For you're sure. setting up, you know, what's going to cause the death, like, what's the chain reaction mm-hmm. going to be? Uh, and some of that stuff works uh, well enough. I didn't like it as much as the stuff that they did in the second movie, but like it wasn't it wasn't bad. I, I feel like at least there was some attempt to try and take in some of the lessons from the second movie. But the one that they didn't take, of course, which you were hitting at there, is uh, the characters are back to be... And it's not even... I mean, I'm tempted to say it takes itself too seriously again, but I think maybe a more specific thing I would say rather than that is that the characters are just like they're so sad about their dead friends and they're <laughs> they're crying about it and they're worried yeah. about dying and they're you know there's the scenes at funerals and there's scenes of you know with people just being distraught because they've lost half their loved ones or whatever and i know that some people might say well isn't that realistic and the, and the premise and i'm like yeah it's, it's realistic but i don't care like we're watching a movie yeah. about death hunting down people and killing them in like really wacky ways like that's why I yeah. like two a lot. I like two because it gave me entertaining characters. You can still have the characters, you know, fear death, but do it in a way that's entertaining and they're funny and they're lively and they're colourful. The characters in this, by you know, they're not even good versions of the stereotypes. Like I'm all for some teen high school stereo yeah, stereotypes. Oh, <laughs> stereotypes is a good name for a movie, actually. actually yeah, that's yeah. pretty good. Yeah, I'm into. It. Um, but it's one, like the stereotypical horror characters <laughs> yeah but some of the characters are just you know because I, I love mary, mary elizabeth winstead i think she's a great actress you know i love 10 cloverfield lady you know she's but, great she's given like nothing to do here like her yeah. character is so bland and boring and i i, I agree I, I like her a lot as well but yeah she, she has nothing, nothing to this character yeah. <laughs> there's nothing to the character some of the dialogue is really just kind of like it feels like they're they're filling time. It's just like someone who's never written a script before just trying to like make <laughs> dialogue sound realistic by having them say these like extra bits and things. And it's just kind of like, uh, yeah, <laughs> I, I, I can feel you really trying. But some of the stereotypes in the characters are like, you know, like the the, the sleazy sort of pervy one who <laughs> like was it was his name Frankie Cheeks? Like, yes, <laughs> he is like so absurd. It just how like one note he is. But it doesn't yeah. really do anything with it to turn it into being funny. It's just really depressingly, like, shit. And it's yeah. kind of sad. 
<laughs> I feel like you really don't see like that much of the characters too. So it's like yeah. you'll you'll get a little glimpse of them in the beginning, and then it's like there's a long stretch where you don't see them until their death. So it's not like like something like yeah, Frankie Cheeks. He, he's very dumb, but maybe he would have had like some more chances for like maybe like some fun, fun comedic stuff. Like if he'd actually been spending more time with the main characters or whatever, but it just feels like you barely see him uh, to the point, like wh where his death actually comes. It's like, I didn't even realize that, you know, it, it was him like right away until it's like, Oh wait. Yeah. That's that guy. Um, but uh, something that you said a little earlier about uh, like the deaths being wacky. Uh, I think that's kind of like the problem. Like the deaths are, they're like almost cartoonish, which like really kind of, it doesn't vibe well with like the seriousness of you know like everything else that's going on like you can't have these like kind of wacky cartoon deaths but then yeah the characters like yeah. not acting like they're in a cartoon like, <laughs> I, I would say the cartoon deaths are a positive but exactly it, yeah, yeah but it's the rest of the movie that doesn't match it is the problem yeah uh because i mean don't worry there's, there's one or two like the end of the roller coaster sequence especially uh the green screen is someone's like falling it looks terrible right? it is, it <laughs> yeah, is laughably bad well that one of the big problems i had is there's a mechanic that's interesting so each of the movies has tried to add something new to the mythology which doesn't necessarily make a lot of sense and is usually ignored the next movie right yeah so two had the whole like pregnant woman loophole thing that i won't get into for spoiler <laughs> sake but this, that was a thing yeah. this movie it does this thing where so our main character wendy played by uh M-E-W, <laughs> Mira Elizabeth Winstead, uh, she's like taking photos, and this movie is so 2006, like the little digital camera she has, uh, yeah. you know, like I think they talk about an iPod, which, you know, I, I do miss <laughs> the iPod, but like, yeah, it's just, sure. you know, it's dead now. Um, but she's taking all these photos when they're at this, uh, you know, fairground slash amusement park, and um, one of the things that the movie does is that after the incident happens and people start dying, she starts to notice that there's a lot of clues in all the photographs about how people are going to die, uh, potentially. I mean, obviously not all of them necessarily do. Some, you know, there's in interventions and so on. But this was really dumb to me and didn't make any sense. And I know, I know it's weird to like nitpick at this because the whole premise is kind of absurd and you have to go with it, which is why the silliness of the deaths usually works with it. Like, I think it's better for the franchise. But the thing that really bugged me about this is that all these photos were taken before the roller coaster ride. So, mm. why is there clues for the deaths that they're going to then have to have because they didn't die in the roller coaster? Why are those hints already <laughs> there before the roller coaster? Because at this point, if, if we're thinking of death as like a, a thinking presence, right, as a as a as a being, yeah. death at this point is like I'm going to get you on the roller coaster. This is going to be great. <laughs> that's what that's what he's thinking. So why is there hints to all of these wacky ways they're going to die afterwards in these photos from before? <laughs> Maybe like death is legally obligated to <laughs> like, all right, well, since you escaped, uh, I still get to kill you, but I do have to give you some type of warning. <laughs> so, so he it's, it's, orchestrates it's... it around that. <laughs> some weird backup plan i mean yeah that would well, well, that's the reveal in the sixth movie is that this whole thing is actually death just like playing with these victims be like oh i'm gonna let you have a vision so that i can then come and kill you later haha <laughs> lol that's just so funny it's great it's just death entertaining himself and of course death is played by uh steve buscemi naturally yes how do you do fellow corporeal <laughs> beings yes oh that'd be funny like death going undercover <laughs> 
yeah uh, so you know we're back to having moody teenagers having like you know like funerals for multiple kids at the same time so you've got all these depressing <laughs> just like elements to it and yeah, yeah one of the things you said there as well is that most of the characters like we've, we tend to just follow the main two characters in this one and i'm not saying you have to do things the exact same way but one of the things that's kind of missing from this is that even the first one to an extent had this where all the remaining characters who are at risk kind of team up into a group at a certain mm. point uh two two mm. especially did this where there's a big group of them and they're kind of trying to figure things out and that's part of the the fun it's part of what made it different from the first one um here because it kind of does just stick with the same two characters and they're kind of basically going to the other characters as they think they're going to die and we get just kind of almost like vignettes of just this is their part of the movie and yeah. other than their introduction mm. that's all they get is that that is that mm. part um which is fine in theory again if i was if it was wacky and i was having fun and like it was more f- silly fun then i'd probably be okay with that but since you're sure. trying you're trying to pretend that we're, we're supposed to care about the character and the irony of this is is that two because it made them entertaining by just having them be fun kind of you know charismatic characters i actually mm-hmm. did care about them a little bit because i like seeing them oh, and sure. I, I didn't yeah. necessarily want them to go because i'm like i want more of them uh yeah. <laughs> so and that's just like it wants you to feel like tension that they might die because you care because it's emotional and mm-hmm. it, it doesn't achieve that at all like, you, you just don't give no. a shit <laughs> um and there's actually a really cool idea in this movie that i can't talk about till spoilers but they, they it's so like like unexplored and quick that it is like that this could be the premise of like a whole sequel of this if you really wanted to explore it and they do nothing with it it's like a it's like such a quick one done thing uh so we'll get into that as well we're going to spoilers but uh, no idea what you're talking about so <laughs> i'm going to i'm going to wow you with some analysis is that right you're going to love it uh, uh yeah yeah you're going to love it uh i i too don't like the ending very much i, I think especially since because it does that thing where it jumps ahead in time and that's all i'll say just now but uh yeah. the ending before the epilogue i think feels really abrupt to the point where when it said you know so much time later i was like wait that was the ending of the main part <laughs> like I, I really wasn't expecting it yet and because i hadn't seen this one since probably since it came out because i was disappointed in it when it came out yeah uh so when it did that, I was like, oh yeah, this it feels really abrupt. And then you have this like really extended epilogue that is, well, I've got a lot of problems with it. We'll get into that. Um, that said, like, I do think the deaths are by and large are better than the first one. And while the characters are bland, they didn't actively annoy me like uh, like the clear speech about Alex and the mod, like her sculpture and stuff <laughs> like that. So I think I give the sure. edge to this over the third but it's not over much in it yeah over the first sorry yeah uh but you know they, they pale in comparison to two as far as i'm concerned sure yeah 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 it's like two is like so far ahead and then i don't know to me like the first one and the third one they're just kind of like about neck and neck with me um i do agree yeah the the deaths in this one are uh I would say I'm more entertaining, but I don't know. I feel like I give a little bit of a credit for uh, the first one. Since it is the first, like, I don't know. There's something to it, you know, <laughs> still seeming like, you know, more original while this feels derivative of the third. And then um, even though I like, uh, you know, Winstead, uh, uh, I do think Devin Sawa's character in the first one was 
a little more interesting, mostly sure. about like how frantic and how he you know, like always seemed to be, you know, uh, like at, at the crime scenes and. Oh, like, that, that, this same, one actually like, slightly retreads the like the suspicions mm-hmm. of the police force because like these two keep showing up at all the deaths. I mean, it's just very yeah. slim. Like, it's very light. Like, there's like the, it's basically two cop characters who don't even speak. They just kind of like stare a little bit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know what's kind of funny is like the more these movies go on, like the more uh, that there will have to be a character that mentions like this has happened before. But like, because you know, I think they did that in the second one where someone's like, oh, like I, I looked this up. Like, you know, like uh, this happened to someone before, and like. Now, like the more movies you do, they have to be like, no, this has happened a couple of times before. No, this happened like three times before, four times before. Yeah, honestly, that's not the other problem with this franchise is because we're starting with a, a clean slate of characters pretty much every time. Mm-hmm. I know, I know, Claire, Clear came back in the second one, but <laughs> I <forgot>. <laughs> <laughs> but because we're starting with a fresh slate of characters, we kind of have to do the. Oh, I don't believe this. I doubt it. Oh, this thing's yeah, happening. Like yeah. it's kind of annoying having to have the characters sort of learn this every time. And they try and yep. speed it up by having a character who's just sort of looked it up off screen. And I, I guess mm. it's well, it's not interesting, but I think they were trying to make it a little different by having it not be the main character who believes it first. But it doesn't really amount to much in the grand scheme of things. You know, once she starts looking at her photos, yeah. it's like, oh, okay, she, now she's starting to believe. Yeah. So eh. Uh, so you, you've got that process to go through again and at this point I'm like I'm sick of the character and I, I know you have to have them learn it somehow but like can, can we just like can we skip that part can we just skip ahead to like just skip ahead to the first person dying and then skip ahead and have like the main character have already like figured this out off camera at this point. I know it's not a good movie making technique per se but in the context of a sequel where we're learning the exact same thing that the characters have learned before which, by the way, that's the other thing, is that the first movie and the second movie both clearly showed us this idea that once it, you know death has either went through or potentially skipped some people because of interventions, it will then go back to the start and yeah. just start working <laughs> through the list again. So it's really frustrating in the third movie where they all seem to think if we can all survive the once, then it's going to be over and that's us we're saved. Because there's, yeah. n- there's like, no, like, no, I know it's not going to be, so either have them not think that or immediately like subvert their expectations because quite mm. frankly at this point I, it's just, I can't take it seriously anymore and, and, uh, and not in like a mm. not in a like I want to take it seriously way like I'm talking about it being serious and fun I mean I can't take yeah. it seriously in a like getting into the plot and into like what the characters are trying to do because ultimately I feel like well you're already screwed because you don't understand these rules because yeah, you've well, not seen the first two movies. <laughs> yeah. I, I I feel like what they should do in in like all these movies going forward is after like the opening accident or whatever, like um there needs to be like some police or something that just set the characters down and like play them a, a PSA, like just you know, like pop a a VHS into a VCR uh that just has like you know, some random celebrity or something, you know, giving a public service announcement being like so you cheated death. All right, here's what happens next. <laughs> I was going to say Devin Sawa, but then you made me think Chris Evans. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, cool. That's an idea. We could do that. Um, yeah, so there's a lot of just frustrating repetition. And it's okay that it's rep- repetition to a point. Like, 
I don't really need this to do wild things necessarily. Like, all, ultimately, all I want is fun characters being killed off in really silly ways. Like, you can right. keep doing that till the end of time, and I'll keep having fun with it. It's what I like about slasher mm-hmm. movies. Uh, mm-hmm. But there's a lot of repetition in the setup before we can get to it. Um, and, you know, I'm not saying you couldn't do that and still make it entertaining at this point, because I think you can. There's probably ways mm-hmm. to do it, but I don't think this movie does it. I think this movie just retreads some ground from the first movie, and... That's basically what we're left with. So, yeah. Uh, so we'll we'll get into spoilers then. So uh, full spoilers for Final Destination Three from this point on. You have been warned. So movie opens at the fairground. Uh, we have. Uh, you know, Wendy's getting kind of like nervous and suspicious, and she's the gust of wind. You're that mysterious gust of wind that always tells you that death's coming. <laughs> Uh, there's a lot of that, and it does take time to introduce a bunch of the characters uh, going around the fairground, which I think is good, but it just, the characters just aren't that great. <laughs> right, yeah. Yeah, and they'll do as much with them later. But you get the, the two kind of, I don't know, ditzy valley type girls who are into like mm. sunbeds, more than that later, <laughs> and they're the, kind of the popular girls. Uh, mm. You've got our main two characters and their spouses, um, who I say spouse. spouses? I mean, yeah, it's a bit weird. For, you know what I mean? They're, they're partners. Yeah, yeah. Like, you know, they're, they're not teenagers. But, yeah, because uh, you know that's one of the things here is that it, you know for you know various reasons, uh, mainly because uh, so so Kevin is the main guy. Like his girlfriend, mm-hmm. who's friends with Wendy, refuses to not sit at the front of, of the roller coaster, and as a result, like she sits with with uh wendy's boyfriend and wendy and kevin get put together at the back and all, all i could think was like if you're wendy especially like how shy is your boyfriend for not going with you to the back oh absolutely <laughs> like what the hell instead he turns to kevin and he's like dude promise me you'll look after her because she's really nervous mm-hmm. right now i'm like that sounds like something you should be doing <laughs> yeah <laughs> i do think it, it does kind of set up an interesting dynamic, which unfortunately they don't really explore that much. But I think, you know, it, it is kind of interesting to have like, oh, um, you know, these like two separate couples, you know, like um, they're the survivors. So now you have the boyfriend and the girlfriend, but not of each other, of, you know, their friends. Uh, so it, and, and, you know, she kind of has a, like that little speech later where it's like, you know, like we would even be friends like without them, like. You know, like, what are we doing here? So I, I think, like, that could be an interesting idea where you explain these two characters that, you know, don't really have much to do with each other. But, I mean, the movie doesn't do anything interesting with it. It doesn't. I mean, I'll give it a, a, a point for uh, not having them kiss. Because, you know, like, it kind of feels totally, like yeah. setting up for, yeah. like, oh, they're going to fall for each other by the end kind of thing. And I'm glad it didn't play into that. Absolutely, yeah. Um, I also think it shows a little bit of restraint by never having her... Or never having him find out that he was going to get dumped. Because <laughs> cause we find oh, out at the sure, start, yeah, you yeah. know, she, t- she tells Wendy that. And then later on, he says, I was going to ask her to marry me after graduation. And, like, Wendy has to sit Come there and be like, oh, gulp. <laughs> 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 Maybe it's good she died since your heart didn't get broken. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, <clears throat> so, yeah, you're interested in the, the cast. Uh, obviously, the, the, the partners, they, they are, you know, they still die in the roller coaster. They still go. Mm. Uh, which actually leads me to like one of the first. This is not like a big thing, but it it's kind of w- weird to me. So the first thing that goes wrong in the the roller coaster, as far as I can remember, anyway, the first thing that goes wrong 
is that Frankie Cheeks, who's trying to film the girls, right, because he's a creep, right, yes. and he says things like, I think it's later on at the funeral where he says, it's my fault for looking, I look at women like just bags of fun. Yeah. And I was like, that, that, I don't even know what to make of that line. That, you know, um, but he, he like, decides to hide his camera because because when uh wendy's told to put a camera because they're not allowed loose objects you know on the roller coaster which you know makes sense he decides yeah. to hide it so then he can film when he's actually you know out on the coaster and mm. when they're up high he drops his camera and it does this you know comical thing where it falls down but wraps around the rail at the bottom and it kind of like <laughs> you know the, the you know the strap kind of goes whoosh almost like yeah. it's a you know how in like a Batman movie when like the not like a new one but like the old ones where he throw up his like like a, his bat hook and it would sort of just yeah. naturally swirl around something. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it's kind of, kind of like that. <laughs> and when the coaster comes down, it kind of like you know breaks something. That's when all their uh, their their guards start going up. And I thought, but he's not on the roller coaster when they all get off with his camera. So. Mm. I mean, the rest of the problems, I think, could still happen. I don't think it necessarily rules them out. But it is yeah. an interesting idea that, like, the first thing that actually went wrong was actually not there because he wasn't there. Uh, very good point. <laughs> it almost feels like someone just <laughs> hurriedly made a, a first draft script and then no one questioned anything about <laughs> it. <laughs> I, just, I immediately thought of that, though, because when it, when it takes off, I'm like, yeah, but the first thing we saw, I mean, I, I think technically we saw some, sh- like, it's shaking a little bit, so maybe there was already yeah. something wrong, but uh, I don't know. It was just, it was kind of weird. It was like, but yeah. So, uh, first thing I got to ask is, I mean, first of all, uh where do you land on roller coasters? Are you a big theme park guy? Are you a thrill seeker? You love going on the fastest, most extreme ride they have. It's a good question. Uh, what's funny is that the first time I went to a theme park, because I've only really went to two, really, I think, in my time, like, you know, proper roller coaster style park. Yeah. First time, I actually went on a few of them and seemed to enjoy them, but for some reason, and it was only like two years later, the second time I wasn't really feeling it, and the one I went on, I just felt kind of uneasy about it and didn't like it. <laughs> so you I had just, a premonition. I, I, I did have a premonition. Uh, no, I, so I, uh, I I did like the you know I, I don't want to go anything. I did a loop. I was like, nah, you know what? I don't need a yeah. chance chance death. <laughs> you know, it's fine. It's fine. Uh, yeah, um, I I can do like I guess maybe medium size coasters like. Mm. Um, if anyone, you know, has been to like Disneyland, I'll do the, you know, what I knew as a California screaming, but is now, uh, the Incredicoaster. Um, so that has like one loop, but it's not very bad. Um, and that's about the level I can go. Uh, if I ever like, um, I, I don't go to like that many theme parks, like, uh, I've been to Universal a few times and like, uh, Disneyland's you know, not too far from me. So, uh, I've gone there a few times, but you know, like the rides there aren't like crazy the um like when i go to six flags and see some of the stuff there and I'm, I'm like ooh, like no thank you <laughs> like there's a lot of <laughs> stuff i i don't want to do see, uh, I, and then it i like going down like like water slides and stuff um mm. what i don't like about a coaster is see, it, it sometimes happens when i'm in a car and i'm like you're doing like a, a little steep hill sometimes in a road if it's like a, you know it's not yeah. a great flat road is that little feeling you get like in your kind of like pelvis stomach area as you're going down yeah. quickly? I don't like that. <laughs> so I'm, I'd rather not have that. I think with the coasters I go on, 
I don't mind them as much because it's usually like so fast that you don't have time to process a lot of stuff. Like, um, mm. you know, like the like the ones I've gone on with loops, I, I do feel like like loops do kind of like intimidate me looking at them. But when you go, it's actually like so fast. You, it it kind of feels like nothing. Um, the the things I really can't do are stuff that's just like big straight drops. Mm. Like um, that, like I, I really I would much rather yeah do like almost any like roller coaster than just one of those big ones that just like you're just in like a seat with your feet dangling in the air and it just goes up really high and then just like drops like incredibly fast um especially when they're kind of jerky like they stop suddenly and then go back up again and then go back down but uh yeah i guess that's where i stand on uh uh coasters um the the other thing that's kind of funny mm-hmm. uh in, in this opening section is like the they're so like for some reason they're like so determined to have like those people go on the coaster like you know like someone starts freaking out and like the people running it seem like very annoyed they're like no one in this car is going go like get those other people go 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 like you know shouldn't they be like okay wait a minute can we like hold on a second because this girl is like freaking the hell out and then like she's like don't let them go in that coaster like wouldn't you just be like, okay, like, let's just take a second to maybe address what's going on and get whoever wants to get off off. Instead, they're like, you get out of here. Go, go, go. Get that coaster going. Like, <laughs> like they seem like so weirdly adamant, like, about keep, it leaving. Go keep the line moving, Timmy. Got to... That's true. Yeah. <laughs> go keep it all moving. So it's all one big well-oiled machine. <clears throat> or not, as the case turns out to be. Yes. Uh, <laughs> um, I mean, the actual, well, there's a couple of all right moments during the coaster, like, carnage if you will you know i think it's uh is it the main guy who gets like split in half so it's like just gore um i also enjoy when someone like just like hits like something when they're like falling or like you know they where they sort of like hit a bar and just sort of like go split and you know turn uh like that happens to one guy i think it's maybe the jock that happens to uh other than that you know it's you know it is a bit more cg than yeah. uh you know it's definitely not as I, I think the problem compared to the highway scene from the last movie is that there's so much even though like okay they're all in cars or variations of cars mm-hmm. and trucks on a road but because like they've got chances to swerve and there's very different types of vehicles a lot of variation in how they all go yeah despite the fact that it's all vehicle related here you know you're on a roller coaster there's not really too much variation you can have obviously they do a couple of different things you know depending on how they land or what goes into yeah. them or whatever but Essentially, um, it all comes down to falling out of the roller coaster. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, yeah. It's it's not as strong. I mean, it's probably it's probably better than the planes because the because the, the planes never really treat like a big set piece in the original. It's just kind of it like just explosion. explodes. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I, after two, you know, I I want like some big chaotic chain reaction of death to death to death. You know, exactly. Yeah, uh, like that's the, what I want. <laughs> I, yeah, like I, I think that's kind of like part of the franchise is like it has to start off with like you know a big over-the-top you know inciting incident and um yeah i, I don't know i i guess like a roller coaster like the a uh like a an amusement park or, or fairground or whatever whatever uh that is a good setting um and like i, I feel like maybe you could have seen like some like maybe if there's like more carnage like after like you know if parts of the roller coaster are going and like 
you know, flying off uh, and people and hitting other people on the ground or something like someone's over in like some kind of tent or something or goes crashing through another ride like that. You know, that might be more fun oh, sure. or interesting, but yeah, I mean, it, it I, just... yeah, maybe that's what you do is you have the different characters we're going to follow in different rides and like one ride kind of ends up crashing into another. And, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah, you could do, yeah, you could do something with that maybe, yeah. Not the worst thing in the world, but yeah, definitely. Uh, totally. and, and again, like, I, I hate saying it a million times, but like, two was so good that it just feels like everything kind of, yeah, is not living up to it. Yeah, yeah. That's why I felt the first time I saw it when I was a teenager, mm-hmm. and it, it's not really changed that much now that I'm watching it again. And I kind of went mm-hmm. in very open minded. I'm like, okay, let's just sort of judge it on its own merits, see how it is. Uh, sure. but ultimately you know I kind of felt myself you know like ah these characters aren't as interesting and it's like it's it's, it's kind of annoying watching them be like sad and ooh <laughs> you know yeah because I mean that's I mean that's even a lesson to take from the slasher genre the slasher genre by and large the characters don't know there's killings going on until the third act so that we don't have to spend like it's you know imagine if at the start of Halloween like Laurie's friend like gets killed in the first act so then we have to spend the middle mm-hmm. act of her going oh no PJ Souls died oh no <laughs> and we had to like spend like a whole act to that before stuff started ramping up it would be annoying right so oh sure slasher yeah. movies usually not always but usually people get killed off in secret mm-hmm. and they don't really know that people are getting killed off until towards the end where it's, it's this kind of rush of like oh my god there's like 10 dead bodies like kicking around yeah. And I, I really like the thing that the second one did where it's just like none of these people know each other. Like they're just like they're all like, you know, strangers and they're all from like different walks of life and stuff that it, it just makes like for a very interesting like dynamic to come together. Yeah. You know, versus like, yeah. Yeah. Whereas these are all, you know, teenagers. You know, there's a... Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> they're all you... in the same school and classes. Yeah. And crap. So, so I mean, which I think would be fine, but we already did this in the first one. This is exactly the same setup as the first one, basically. Sure. Yeah, you know, totally. Uh, so, yeah, so the the big set piece happens <clears throat> uh, when they get off the roller coaster. Much like the ending, actually cut into the epilogue. I thought it was very abrupt how like you hear like they turn around, they they hear and see a little bit of the the disaster, and it just cuts straight to you know five months or whatever it is later. <laughs> maybe, maybe it's one month at this point, and like wendy's walking through the school and there's like a, a little candlelit you know vigil for for the dead students that died and uh she walks out in the rain and the the popular girls invite her to a party so they can mourn together <laughs> and like i i got a minor chuckle out of like because after they invite her because they're not really being mean about it like because you could sort of see how they could be like really dicks about this but they're actually just nice enough to say here's here's a number like come we can all mourn they sound like earheads but they're being nice enough and as soon as like they've finished doing it they turn around and go that was really nice of us <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, I think that uh this makes them a little bit more interesting characters where uh you know i think it'd be very obvious to go like kind of like the mean girls route where mm. they're just you know very popular and uh you know uh I don't know. <laughs> I don't want to say the word bitchy, but <laughs> yeah, but you know what I mean, like that kind of like, um, very uh, mean kind of way. But uh, yeah. Uh, instead, I like that they're those kind of like, uh, like they're popular, but like they they think so highly of themselves, and like you know they can do no wrong, and like you know them just doing the very minor thing of like reaching out to someone like makes them instantly feel like yeah we're really good people. Like it's a much more interesting characteristic but 
again, it, it ultimately doesn't matter because they die first. You see him, yeah. <laughs> you see him for like five minutes, maybe. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, I agree. It's always always funny, is that like. Yeah, on the one hand, you want to compliment it for not doing the, 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 even though they're doing stereotypes, they're not all, but they're not necessarily going to the super, super obvious things <laughs> they could do with the stereotypes. Mm. What's weird is that there's a sort of, you know, I guess, obviously, quite, it's not a goth, but there's a, there's a, there's a, you know, there's a character and his girlfriend who are a bit moodier, right? They're, they're dressed in black. They're twisted. Yeah. And like the Joker. <laughs> even they're quite nice to, like, the main girl and everyone. Yeah. They're, 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 they're all very civil with each other. Uh, and, and on one hand, I'm like, oh, that's quite good. But given where it takes his character later, it's actually a little bit strange. It makes it uh, it makes it hard yeah. to believe like, his flip later when he decides that he wants revenge because he blames Wendy for the death of yeah, his like, girlfriend. But Weirdly, kind of becomes a villain and it, and it doesn't really work. <laughs> yeah, which is a shame because actually this is one of the good ideas. Like, see... Oh, not, okay, that's what you're talking not, about. Not so much that he blames her. That's kind of like a little convoluted but or contrived. Mm. But... The idea that one of the people in the group actually kind of like wants to murder the others, that that's an interesting oh, okay, concept yeah. to me. There's something there to that. For sure. Yeah, yeah, uh, that's a good point. Um, if they actually explored it and did something with it, that would be pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, they'll do anything with it in this. <laughs> um, they, they do kind of slightly tease the whole he's not next in the list so he can't die right now. But yeah. other than that, they don't really do anything else. Uh, but yeah, I suppose the tanning salon. Oh, so right. Yeah, so yeah, I mentioned the photographs, and she sees like clues. So you know, there's like a sort of hint that sunshine has something to do with the girls, and they die in the tanning beds, and mm. uh, you know, there's clues like that in a lot of them. <laughs> One of the photos she shows is proof that this has happened before, because she, she's like, "Hey, this this was." This was Lincoln before he died, and there's like a line going through oh, yeah. the, the photograph, right? I was like, so okay, <laughs> okay, I, I mean, it's dumb, but I'll roll with it, right? I'll roll with it. But then she shows the World Trade Center with a shadow of a plane on it, and I'm like, oh, wait yeah. a minute, that's not a person. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Are you telling me this applies to buildings now, too? Like, what? <laughs> Uh, yeah, that was real weird. <laughs> that is... I, mm, mm. And, you know, keep in mind, this came out in 2006. This was five years after 9-11. Like, I, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a bit soon. <laughs> I mean, I'm not saying you can't reference it uh, that quickly, but, I mean, this just feels like such a, a schlocky, like, premise to reference it. I don't know. It's a bit weird. Also, does it mean, like, literally every person that's ever died has had some type of picture somewhere that foreshadowed <laughs> their death? Well, since the adventure of the camera, at least. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm pretty sure if you go back to, like, I don't know, ancient Egypt, I just think... Well, unless they drew them on the pyramids and the little pictograms. Oh, with, sure, yeah. With, and, they, and they accidentally put, like, a line through their head if they were going to get assassinated. <laughs> I don't know. Um, I I just like that, like you know, death is taking the time to really <laughs> like put all this together. I mean, I, I suppose the implication is that it's it's more of a natural thing, but mm. the problem is though is that if if someone intervenes, so they've already intervened by getting off the roller coaster. So if someone intervenes again in the second planned death, that means the photo that was hinting at the death with whatever it was is now out of date and doesn't apply anymore. 
So right. if they take a new photo, will the new method of death be there? And if that's the case, then why won't why that why weren't they all getting roller coaster deaths in the photographs? That's very true. Uh, it, it's almost again like you know, there wasn't that much thought put into it. I'm just you know I like I'm not it doesn't have to be ironclad it it does not by any means, but. It's, it just feels uh, like they wanted a new mechanic and they wanted mm-hmm. this, oh, we've got this, all these photographs so we can kind of try and guess how each person is going to die mm-hmm. and use that as, as a plot mechanic. And I appreciate the effort, but Jesus. <laughs> and I like what the what the new one will be. Like, it'll be like, oh my God, like, look at the, the last tweet everyone did before they died. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's good, that's good. Uh, so the tanning bed death. Uh, I suppose we have to talk about that one first. Um, mm. So the two girls. This go- one's fun. Yeah, that's, that's all right. I, I have a decent time with this. Uh, so the setup for this is that they they're going to get the tan lines done because they're having the party that night, and this is what they do. And they've got big slurpees or something uh, on the way in, <laughs> and the guy is like getting I don't know, nagged at by his wife on the phone and or his girlfriend or something. So he he's, he keeps being distracted and he keeps going out the back and just sort of wedging the back door open a little bit while he's on the phone. Mm-hmm. And because they're regulars, he's like, ah, you can just go, you know, it's like, oh, we know what we're doing. Yeah, just go in. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the setup of it is is that the condensation of the slurpee or whatever it is drips mm-hmm. onto like one of the the electrical devices, the the control device for the for the the signing beds, mm-hmm. and they start turning up. Uh, and if you know, they don't notice it first, you know they're they're they're, they're drumming away to their music inside the, the tanning beds, mm-hmm. and eventually they start to cook. They realize they can't get out, and then pro- <laughs> probably the most fun part of it though is how this like shell falls down and like yeah. somehow traps both lids on like, the tanning beds, so that it's like mm-hmm. so so you get the 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 shot looking down. It's just it's actually quite funny to see just this big plank of wood mm-hmm. just neatly holding down both. <laughs> it's, you know, yeah. Uh, so I guess my question about this is like, all right, so, so death is coordinating all this stuff, um, which whatever. Yeah. He, he's making the condensation. He's messing with the electronics and the the plank of wood and everything. But then did he also like have something to do with like the, like guy's wife (laughs) getting into a fight with him? Um... Like, like, is he able to orchestrate that (laughs) like too? (laughs) Not the fight, but maybe the the chip of uh was, was oh, toothpaste or whatever it was. <laughs> I, well, I think it was just tanning lotion. <laughs> oh, was it okay? That makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> well, the first thing he puts down is like a can of coke, so I don't know if he had like you know just oh, maybe general <laughs> fridge supplies or something. I don't know. Sure. Uh, not no, the toothpaste of fridge. You know, you know what I mean. Sharp. <laughs> anyway, yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, I. I I don't know if I ever took it as, like, death is going around with his hands and, like, manipulating mm. all these things. I I always took it more of, like, a series of, like, really freak little things that, you know, add up to an extreme accident, right? That's kind of what I like mm-hmm. about it. I like the, the drips of the cup making the, the floor flammable, that, you know, mm-hmm. so then when the fire happens, the, the fire spreads across the floor, that kind of thing. So it's not yep. so much that death's manipulating, but it's more that fate just keeps nudging everything to a conclusion. Sure. That's all I've got for you. <laughs> uh, but yeah, the guy gets locked outside because he can't get back in whilst they're screaming for help. Uh, yeah. And they get cooked. So it's all right, Dad. 
Yeah. I'll be honest, I, I would have sworn this was the fifth one, this death. <laughs> so clearly, yeah. the deaths in 3, 4, and 5 got conflated because the, the jock, who's, I think, next, actually, I, I, I could have sworn that was the fourth one. <laughs> so clearly, I, I started mixing up all the deaths uh, at some point. So is this a movie that made you swear off of tanning beds? Would you believe, Tim? I didn't uh, consider a tanning bed before the movie either, but... Uh... I mean, <laughs> looking at you, I'm <laughs> not surprised. How much time do you spend in a tanning bed, Timmy? <laughs> hey, I live in the... I got that California sun, baby. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't need a tanning bed. <laughs> That's a good point. Where, where was this at? Um, I don't know. It, Parts of it kind of looked like California-y, but then also I, I got like a little bit of a Northwest vibe. There was like... a lot of rain in one scene, so I guess that would imply yeah. not California. I mean, it does rain sometimes, but you know. Yeah, not not, not enough. Not, uh, not, not known for your rain, California. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, I don't know. Like uh, To me, it has like a little bit of a, I don't know, like Washington, Oregon kind of feel, but I, I don't know. Maybe. Maybe they never say it in the movie, I don't know. <laughs> I have no idea. Uh, yeah. So the jock's death. They they, they think he's next because they you know they've already got to. Because that's it... the other thing. When when they when the the guy Kevin looks up stuff and he mm. comes to him, he's like, hey, like this happened before on this plane, and they died in the order they would have died in the plane crash. And I'm like, did anyone actually make that public? I thought Alex I figured mean, that out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That that seems like a weird thing that for like people to know. <laughs> Uh, yeah whatever we could, I'll, I'll roll with it yeah. I think the, the second one had that like that guy on TV or whatever I, I forget if he mentions it there but oh maybe but like that it would have been a stretch uh, for him to figure that out I think he did I think he did but now you're prodding my memory I think he did yeah but then again though like how the hell did he know um now wait is it the jock next or do we get the the drive through scene first Oh, that's a good question. Yeah, because I think they're on. Yeah, that's the drive-through. Because they're they're, she needs to eat because she's not eating in a couple of days, and yeah. they're driving away from the. Because this is after she shows them the photos, and we get like the, Frankie cheeks making these inappropriate comments at the mm. the funeral, and then tries to kiss Wendy's sister, who slaps him immediately. <laughs> I I keep forgetting that she has a sister. <laughs> Forgot to bring that up. Y- yeah, she has a sister because she runs up to the fairground and she's like, "Does mum know you're here?" And I'm like. That girl looks older than you, Wendy. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, you, I mean, you look twenty. She looks twenty-four. Okay, like yeah. I'm just going to say it. Also, yeah, it, it, it's like it's a fair. It's not like she's uh, at a bar or something. Uh, yeah, it's traditionally quite a kid-friendly location. Actually, <laughs> maybe she's meant to be grounded or something. Maybe that's the the thing. I yeah. don't know. I, but, I assume it was probably like a, a seniors night or something, but. Yeah, but it wasn't like, like it was closed off or just... Like, there right, was public right, right. there, too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Mm. Hey-ho. Yeah, so this is the one where you don't actually know who's died yet, because they think they're in trouble, because they're stuck mm. in the drive through this this fast food place, and uh, this truck comes barreling down behind them. And there are a couple of okay mm. little hints to this, you know, because they drive past this truck driver, like, before, and... Um, mm. But uh, the, the truck's coming for them, and they have to, like, kick out the windshield and get out. But when this truck hits them, it turns out, or whatever, it was carrying, like, I don't know if it was, like, a boat or something, but it had, like, a sort of fan-style mm. rotor, or an engine that had, like, a rotor yeah. on it. <laughs> so it is actually kind of a fun death in, like, a gore sense, because when it hits, like, the you know, the person in the convertible in the front, it's, like, the back of the head goes, and it's like, okay, yeah. 
that was a, that was a little nasty. But then you see his tacky like, like uh, necklace that he has with the mm. what do you call this? It? It's, it's the little silhouette of the like the, what truck drivers have on the the back. You know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know the the official name for it, but I know it's that little silhouette about. of a woman. Because yep. and, and I remember this because earlier on he started licking it in front of the ladies because he thought that had oh, impressed yeah. them. Gross. <laughs> <laughs> uh so gross uh and yeah they're honking for him to get out of the way but uh i think he just thinks that they're impatient or whatever so he gives them the finger uh so he kind of had it coming sure <laughs> i mean he had it coming for many reasons to be honest at this point yeah <laughs> uh so that's maybe one of a sudden that there is there is some build up to it though uh mm. it's, it's like, for a second you almost think it's doing something interesting because it's like, oh, is it going out of order? Because they're not supposed to be next. But then it turns out it's for him yeah. in front. Uh, even though they just narrowly get out of the way, so how is that any different to when they, like, intervene before any yeah. other death? I don't know. You, know whatever. <laughs> you were supposed to move out of the way of this one, but not the next one. <laughs> uh, it, it is pretty fun, though. And then, I, I, yeah, I like the whole, like, mechanics of, yeah, them getting trapped and then <laughs> just having everyone else on the drive through line, I guess, be... <laughs> Uh, huge gigantic assholes that like <laughs> like and someone has to like at some point pay attention and be like oh crap i should get out of the way <laughs> like <laughs> i don't know yeah and then it's the jock that's next uh he's, he's training in the gym with his fellow football or basketball players i have no idea what sport he was supposed to play and I, I i thought it was football but yeah i don't remember yeah i don't know uh but he's just he's working out and there's I actually thought this was the one that had the best kind of little tease at the start of like the setup because it does this thing yeah. where um, there's like some dripping for I don't know if it's another drink or something, but it's like there's some water drips from something, and then like someone puts like a little and again dating the movie a little bit, but one of those little oh, that's not a boombox, but you know those little portable radios uh, with CD players sure. um, mm-hmm. sets that playing some music on a little bench and it almost falls off into where the water's dripping. And where there's like an electrical circuit or something, but mm-hmm. whoever it is, like immediately, like sort of realizes it's fallen and like catches it and puts it back, and it's like so it's like oh, it's just you know, it's playing with your your expectations a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's a bit of a chain reaction in this one where some you know something leads to another, but the it is a fake out because there's like this there's like these two like the school's logo or something's these two like sort of pirate blades <laughs> that are yeah. on the wall <laughs> and they fall down, but they don't actually hurt anyone and it's just fine. But it's like cut mm-hmm. the the cables of the, the machine that he's using. Mm. So when he goes to do his next one, uh, the two weights at the top just sort of come around and smash his head on either <laughs> side. So he gets his head like squished in with two big metal weights, which, yeah. again, also a pretty gory, fun death. Yeah, uh, I, I like the build-up uh, to this one. Like, it, it, it's fun where how it keeps focusing on the swords and um so yeah obviously you're like oh okay those are gonna fall down and cut its head off uh and then so it's a nice little swerve and um they make the jack character really unlikable like he is so annoying so it is very aggressive yeah he's very yeah i I would say aggressive but antagonistic to to everyone else oh yeah and he's very like he doesn't even entertain the idea that they're gonna die like he just keeps talking about like I like no like uh, you know I I'm training I'm gonna do this I'm gonna go here and be on, on this team and blah 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 and like you know I'm never gonna die and then yeah uh, he gets to death so uh, that's fun and I think what's important here for us to work and feel satisfying is that they have to, they, you know they tease one death and give you another 
I think if they teased a death that sounded good and then gave you one that was worse, it'd be annoying. But they give you the death they give you is much more gory than the one that would have happened if he just got his head cut off. Sure. Yeah. So mm-hmm. it's like, okay, you know what? No, no, no. That was a that was a good subversion because you made it better. Uh, so that's cool. Honestly, it has memorable lines and other like you know dating the movie moment. But when he's mm-hmm. at the funeral, he says, "Oh man, funerals are dead boring. If you ever have to cut my funeral, bring a PSP or something." Oh yeah, I remember that. <laughs> and I'm like, whoa, it's 2006. <laughs> uh, so yeah, give me a chuckle. Um, yeah, so there's all this stuff in the middle of them. You know, like, this, I think this is where they have to like they've been in the police station now for like ten hours because that's now they've been at like three deaths <laughs> at this point. Yeah. <laughs> so it started to look a bit suspicious. Uh, but uh, he, yeah, yeah, I know. So they go to the DIY place next. So they go to, uh, what do you call it, Home Depot? Yeah, that's what yeah. it looks like, yeah. Yeah, uh, B&Q for the UK audience. Uh, mm-hmm. Or Home Base. That's the, the second franchise. Whatever. Uh, so, <laughs> so they go to uh, the DIY place, and that's where like, the, the, again, slightly gothier. I don't think he's actually gothy, but, you know, just comparative to everyone else. Uh, the guy from Ginger Snaps and his girlfriend, they both work there. And now they're alone, uh, which, maybe it's just me, but I don't see a giant DIY store letting two teenage employees be the ones to stay there alone and close up. Is that just me that yeah. feels a bit far-fetched? No, I mean, like, you know, I, when I worked at Blockbuster, I, I would close up. Um, but I mean, I was already in college then, so I guess I was like a little older, but... Not by much, but also it's such a smaller, like, space. Like, just, a, a big store like that, I, I feel like, yeah, we'd have some slightly older adults. It's also more low risk as well, like Blockbuster comparatively. Mm. You know, it's, sure, sure, sure. Yeah. You know, it's a bunch of, you know, when were you working there when it was VHS? VHS tapes on the shelf? <laughs> There's some VHS. <laughs> oh, Betamax. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, <laughs> um, but yeah, so obviously they go to this location and they've not told us that they worked there this whole movie. So they cut to this location and it's like, wait, what? All these power tools and you know, <laughs> shit like that. Like, this sounds like a great place to set a failed destiny. The whole movie could be set in here. It'd be a, uh, <laughs> uh, it could be a riot. Um, and, you know, it, like the guys, like, get an ale gun prepared to shoot some pigeons with it uh and this, this comes up every time there's an ale gun in a movie but like nail guns are designed not to fire unless you're pressed against something so you know you just have to accept yeah. that and you know go on with it but um he shoots a pigeon and the, the you know and the, you know they're teasing little things as they go around like a nail falls off a shelf and hits something or uh ultimately what happens though which is really as you know as, as it does get a little entertaining which is one of the like the forklifts or something starts moving on its own, and not by like magic, but like something hits the the, the stick and like there's some weight on the pedal, and it starts moving just slowly through the store. And sure enough, like he's using the buzz saw to cut something at this point when they're talking to the others. Um, and when they jumps in to save him because something's about to hit him, some shelving's falling down, so they're all being like bombarded with stuff. But the actual death that happens here is that the the girlfriend of uh, Ginger Snaps guy falls back and the back of her head hits the nail gun and it fires into her head and comes out the front of her face like, you know, six times or something like that. <laughs> it's, it's an alright death, you know, it's just, uh, I have yeah. fun with this. 
it's uh and if anything it's i mean i'm not suggesting it would actually like it's still convoluted don't get me wrong but at least her head's pressed against it so <laughs> like technically suppose, yeah. it should fire <laughs> but um it's, it's a visual you know I, again it's, yeah. this, it's this thing where it's like this ultra goofy over-the-top death which is what i want but then we go back to Sadland afterwards where everyone's sad <laughs> about it yeah yeah it's fine <laughs> yeah uh then they spend a the police station and this is where it shows you that goth guy is actually like following wendy as if he's like he blames her like you know his girlfriend only died because she showed up and like did all this and mm. it's like okay that's an interesting idea maybe they don't do anything with it like literally when he does show up at the fairground uh where because because one of the big the reveals of the movie is that her sister was also on the the roller coaster so they're trying to save her at the fair there's a, a horse running wild because some asshole decided to light a firecracker next to it uh and her sister's getting dragged across the the field it's not the same fair by the way this is like the town's having a <laughs> i think it was tricentennial celebration of the town sure <laughs> i was thinking it was fourth of july at first uh that's what it seems like because yeah. there was a lot of patriotic shit going on and there was fireworks planned yeah uh but yes so uh yeah he shows up eventually and basically just stands them down and it kind of implies that you know he's like well I- i'm safe now and once you're dead and you kill my girlfriend so like i'm all for death coming after you so yeah uh, and they do a thing here where a lot of the fireworks like tumble over and fire towards them and they all duck and they just go past him and it's kind of like hinting at that thing that the second movie brought up which is if you're not next on the list you're actually completely safe and nothing can kill you no matter how hard you try so he thinks he's invincible for a second but then it turns out that because they all just saved themselves and it skipped them it goes back round to him and the big sign or whatever it is falls on top of him yeah yeah, it, it just feels like, I mean, I, you know, we still have one more scene after this, but, you know, supposedly, like, this is kind of the big end thing, and it just feels a little anticlimactic. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't get me wrong, I like the visual, because see, after it, like, falls on him, there's kind of, like, he's got, like, his head and, like, one arm still connected, and that's kind of, like, lying there, and it's, you know, it's like, okay, it's a, it's a fun visual for what it is. Yeah. But... Yeah, it's very abrupt, and you know, obviously, I kind of glossed over the fact that there's a kind of like there's a kind of sort of race against time. They're all like she's trying to get to this this fair to save her sister. Uh, Kevin, for some reason, decided to work as security at the fair that day, <laughs> uh, even though that seems like a bad idea, given that you know death's coming after you. And sure. <laughs> like, so there's a bit of like build up and like running around and like you know whatever. But once he shows up and the fireworks go past him, then he dies. Like, they just walk away, and the movie, like, cuts to black, and then it says five months later, and I'm like, wait, what? That was the... Like, part of me was thinking, oh, maybe because this is all converging at a fair, which is a more interesting location than maybe the previous two films, because even the second one, we said the weakest part was kind of the ending. You know, not the very final moment, but the the actual, you know, third act kind of, like, main bit was probably the weakest part of the movie. I thought, oh, maybe, maybe this will be the one where it's not as good, but it actually has a better climax and then it just ended with like very little happening (laughs) and said five months later and i was like okay i guess we'll see what happens next uh and the epilogue scene is wendy's on a subway train and then she runs into her sister in the subway train 
and they're you know and they're both going home for Thanksgiving, so they're kind of like, oh well, this is you know wild but running each other. And she's going to introduce her college roommate to her, and then they notice that Kevin, the main guy for the movie, is also sitting in the end of the train car, and he's like, well, that's so weird to see. What's the chances all of us would end up here together? And of course, this is because Death's decided to cut his losses and just kill them all in one big swoop in a big subway accident. Which begs the question, like, was everyone on this train somehow, like, a survivor <laughs> of another thing? But, yeah. um, it, uh, yeah, it's like a rat, like, like, electrocutes itself on, like, a broken wire, and that changes the train track, and then, the yeah, they, they go flying, I think Kevin goes out the window and gets, like, split in half, uh, something really nasty happens to the sister, Wendy does survive long enough to see her and she's like sort of crawling on the ground and she sees another train coming to hit her and this is the part that really annoys me is that I thought <laughs> okay the train's going to come and hit her it'll cut to black with a scream and it'll be like roll credits that's your ending I don't love the epilogue at that point but whatever I get it but then it does the thing that it does at the start of the movies where it flashes back to the like just before it all happened and she's like oh shit this is all about to happen and they get what she's thinking because they, you know they've been through it before but by this point, the train's already moving. They can't do anything about it. Like, you know, they, they pull the, the, the emergency card a couple of times, but then you just sort of, like, things start to about to happen again, then it cuts to black, and then it rolls credits. So what was the point of cutting back and letting them know that the, this is about to happen to them? Yeah, I don't know. I <laughs> like, you could say it's trying to be cruel, like it's trying to let them all know they're about to die so they, they can all expect it to come, but it, it just it felt so pointless to do it again. Like, like I say, yeah. I wouldn't have liked the ending if it just cut to black at the end before it flashed back to this, you know, a couple of minutes earlier. But, like, this just was, like, weird to me. Like, it, it, it dumbfounded <laughs> me, because I... And I'm like, this, this doesn't feel like a big climax that you think it does. And it, it felt really weird when the credits started rolling and the song started playing. I was just kind of like, I didn't, that didn't feel like an ending. No, it, it's very abrupt. It, it It's not like something that we've seen before that, you know, the, the other characters, when they die, they don't get a second, like, you know, premonition or whatever. Hmm. Um, I mean, we don't even really know why these people get these premonitions in the first place, so it's already kind of weird, and then it's like, alright, this person's getting it again, why? Um, but, yeah, it's stupid. I don't think it's a particularly interesting death. Um, so, yeah, it's not fun, it just feels kind of cheesy and tacked on, and um, I don't know, it just makes everything feel like so pointless, and the the time stuff is weird too, like, like why does it have to be like so many months? Like, I don't like. I don't know, it feels very yeah. random or whatever. Yeah, that this was a lot more. I mean, obviously, forgetting the whole like, they all run into each other thing, this was very similar otherwise to the end of the first movie. You know, a year later in Paris, you know, yeah. very similar to that in vibes. Um, and that's the other problem that you know we mentioned this earlier is that this has happened at the end of every movie. Mm. The difference with 2 is that 2 just plays it as a joke. It has this funny moment with the, the barbecue in the arm and it's like, oh, that, that was hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was a good yeah. little joke ending. Whereas yeah. here, it's like, I, 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 you know, I don't care. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they never had a chance and mm. that's okay if, if you have the right tone, but I don't think this does. Uh, yeah. It's a shame. Um, yeah. And it's like, it, it's so much later. We don't know where they are with their lives or what they're doing. Like, it, you know, it, it's, yeah, it just feels pointless. 
I did not care for it at all. <laughs> no, no, it's sad, but like, I think I was feeling a, a little bit more positive than you generally just because the kills were better. Mm -hmm. And luckily, they're not too far between each other, uh, even though it's kind of miserable in between them. But mm -hmm. the ending was like, oh no, I really don't like this ending. Uh, yeah. So that, that's kind of a shame. Uh, yeah, I and some people do like this one. Some people say it's their favorite, and I like it's got some decent deaths. It, it absolutely does, but that that's Ooh, I, really all it has for me. I think totally. Yeah, like it, it's not horrible. Like I don't hate watching it. Like to me, it's just very like kind of average. Like mm. it, it's not amazing, but it's not horrible. Uh, it, I think it's completely watchable. Like it, it's not hard or boring you know there's like enough deaths and the deaths are enough fun and it's like you know a short enough movie that it doesn't overstay its welcome or you know even the stuff that's annoying it's not like it's you know takes up that much time or whatever so it's a perfectly fine movie it's just um yeah it, it just feels like very average like it, it's just giving you like you know what you kind of want out of the franchise which is you know like the crazy deaths and stuff but it's not really doing anything to kind of like go over the top and above and beyond to make it something special um and again it feels like a big step down because that's what two did like two like you know it, you know if the assignment is all right here's a premise get some fun kills out of it like you know these these are just you know meeting uh expectations you know while the second one is like ex, ex you know uh, exceeding it uh and you know, so like that'd be like an A plus, and this is like I don't know, like C plus B minus. I, I guess it's like it's average. Okay, like you did the work, but you didn't impress me. You know. <laughs> yeah, it kind of like I wonder if I I don't think the director's been hostile towards the second one, but it it does kind of feel a little bit like I'm making this main again. This is going to go back yeah. to like why I made it in the first place. There's a little mm -hmm. bit of that vibe going on, and it's 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 really annoying because i definitely prefer the other one so it's absolutely it, you know it's because sometimes that happens where you'll have like a dodgier sequel and then someone comes in either it's someone returning or someone else comes in to, no no i'm going to do a proper sequel now and it's going to be what the original <laughs> was but this is this is a case where it's the opposite and it's it's kind of weird and it's unique that it's happened that way around like you know it doesn't usually happen that way but yeah. Uh, this is this is where we are um so i mean as far as looking forward to the next two goes i would say that i remember four being sadly kind of for even though it was the director of the second one again mm -hmm. which had me excited again for the fourth one i remember mm -hmm. four being just kind of like i don't know just a bit of a uh, lukewarm is probably the best the way you described this one mm -hmm. i think i think that's how i described four was just lukewarm um Five is kind of terrible, but it might. <laughs> my memories of five is that it's terrible in the good ways. But I mean, it's been a while. I only saw it once when it came out, and it's been a long time. So, I yeah, I, I forget which one is which, but I, I remember uh, kind of liking one of the ones, uh, the the opening scenes for one of them. Um, well, I'm going to assume you mean the one on the bridge and not the F1 race. No, no, I was talking about the the race one. Oh, really? You <laughs> like the F race, the F one race? I, I, it's it's stupid, but it's so like over the top and dumb that okay. I re 
I remember it being like, fun. <laughs> it's been it's been a long time. Maybe maybe it's sillier than I remember. I just remember it not being that good. But uh, yeah. that's four. So we'll find out next time. Okay. Uh, I mean, it, it's it's been like a a couple of years now for me as well. Yeah. So rewatching, I might be like, okay, never mind. <laughs> I take it back. But I remember being like, yeah. Uh, actually, I think I saw that one in theaters because I think that one was 3D. And I remember that's one specifically. I like randomly went with my like family to <laughs> like <laughs> I think like at the time for whatever reason my dad was like into 3D and he's like let's go th- see a 3D movie and we saw that for some reason so um maybe that's what I'm remembering like the the 3D theater experience being kind of fun but well we'll, we'll see <laughs> yeah we'll find we'll find out next time uh not next episode next episode we're doing something else but uh mm-hmm. in a month's time give or take when we come back for Final Edition mm-hmm. four we'll see how we feel about that and. If that matches our memories of it, uh, if it's maybe a little better. Because uh, when I saw 4 originally, I hadn't seen 3 since it came out. So may- maybe watching it soon after 3 will make me appreciate it a, a bit more. Sure. Uh, that's very possible. Uh, but 5 does have uh, a certain death in like a, like a, like a, a gymnast style setting. And I remember really enjoying that. So I'm looking forward to getting to that. I won't say any more. Can't, do not remember that one, so we we shall see. I won't say anymore. But uh, we should rate Final Destination 3 uh, or Final Destination Try. Oh. <laughs> yeah, because next one will be Final Destination Quad. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and then Final Destination Pent. Is that sure. right? <laughs> I, I don't know what language. No, Pent 7. <laughs> <laughs> no, like like shapes, like so so triangle. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Okay. Uh, yeah, there we go. Right. Uh, so fair. <laughs> uh, what you rated for this session three? Um, so I, I was thinking about what you're saying about how, uh, yeah, the the one of the survivors wanting to kill another one could be a good premise, and uh, that got me thinking. Like, yo, know, it could be cool is if you had one of these movies where, like, a serial killer is the one who gets the premonition, and then like. Mm. Yeah, he kind of uses that to his advantage to like, oh, now I can kill people, but like, you know, it won't be like I can kind of like, you know, witness these deaths without it uh, coming back to me. Um, just a, just an idea that, that could be interesting. Um, yeah. Uh, <laughs> so like I said before, um, yeah, the, this definitely isn't the worst thing in the world. Uh, it's also not the best. Um, to me, it's very middling, but not in like. A horrible way it, it's still a perfectly fine watch it has like fun kills um unfortunately the characters are just mostly bland and, and not that entertaining um there's uh definitely like some cgi and stuff that doesn't hold up very well um and yeah it, again like if it, it does feel maybe being a bit more harsh but i i do think again it's just the second one is so good it, it's kind of hard to like if it was trying something different uh and then wasn't as good i I think that'd be one thing but like since it does feel a lot similar to the first like it feels more like a a step back which is is a bit more egregious uh but um but uh, again that's sounding like a bit too harsh for ultimately what i think i'm gonna give like a six to like it's it's not bad it's Mm -hmm. entertaining enough um yeah, just uh, unfortunately not as good as the second one, which was a, a real highlight so far. But yeah, it, it's fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, it, it probably sounded really negative on it. And I would say it's mm-hmm. still very watchable. It's not like a 
a horrible time per se. It's just there's just nothing special about it, or uh, and you know you you you're kind of just wishing it did certain things better to be a more you know uh, fulfilling time. But hey, that's what it is. I tell you what I do wish though is that I I wish we just waited just a little bit longer to do the second movie because uh, the whole franchise is now on HBO Max. <laughs> so like I wouldn't have had to have uh, paid to rent the second one if we would have did it like a, a week or two later. But that's all right. I mean, how could I have known that, Tommy? <laughs> I mean, it's not your fault. I'm just I'm just saying it would have been nice if that happened. But hey, at least I won't have to pay for uh you know the next two. I mean, if we'd waited like a whole month or so to start the franchise, you wouldn't have to pay for one either. Well, the the first one I watched on IMDb TV, which ah, so, um, <laughs> but then by the time we got to the, I think the first two were on IMDb TV, uh, and then I think by the time we were gonna do the second one, they were off, which maybe is because they were getting ready to go to uh, HBO Max. But uh, IMDb TV changed its name to Freevee, in case anyone was curious. Interesting. I mean, it makes sense on <laughs> HBO Max because it's New Line, which is owned by Warner Brothers. So, yes, they, they technically uh, should be on there forever, but they probably won't be because they're weird. Yes, uh, I don't understand streaming at all. <laughs> uh, well, I'll be like, oh yeah, this is like a, a WB movie, so it should be on there, right? Oh no, it's on uh, Prime for some reason. It's on <laughs> Crackle. Yeah, uh, there's so many weird uh, variations and. Uh, it really pisses me off anytime something is on uh, Showtime or Stars because that's like the two ones that like I don't have access to. So <laughs> it's not an episode of this show anymore without Tim complaining about streaming services for five minutes. Uh, so my rating <laughs> of the movie is probably I think I'll go five point five. I'm going to be slightly harsher. Is that why I give the first okay. one? I, I think that's why I give the first one. That sounds right to me. I'll give it the same as I give the first one. Because I think that's why I give that. I don't remember what I gave the first one. Yeah. <sighs> maybe I'm being a little harsh. I don't know. Maybe maybe six is fair, but I, it's about whatever. Yeah. It's just in the ballpark. Uh so there you go. Uh I'll tell you this, I don't remember and... a single character from the next two. I will say that. So oh, how I, could you? <laughs> I'm fascinated to to find out. Uh where the characters are oh, in the yeah. next one. I don't I don't think we mentioned it, but um Tony Todd had a little bit of a cameo. Oh you, you hear his voice, yeah. He's vo- he's the he's the announcer in the train at the end, but you don't ever see him. And I I think wasn't he the voice of the of the carnival in the beginning too? I think he oh, says something. I don't know. Uh, maybe, yeah. I mean if, I I think he uh maybe he was like doing more of an animated voice for that because it was maybe like this big demon. Yeah. But uh, it's definitely having the train at the end for sure. Oh yeah, I I, I forgot in the yeah in the theme park or, or whatever they had like this big demon statue or something. Uh, yeah, it was the entrance to the roller coaster. It was like yeah, ah, yeah. step on if you dare, ma ha 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 kind yeah. of thing. <laughs> yeah, so there you go. Uh, so hopefully you've enjoyed our rambles about Fail Decision Three. Um, we'll be back in a couple of weeks with another franchise film that we need to get to. Just not this franchise. And then we'll be back to Fellow Station 4 a couple of weeks after that. But it is <laughs> worth mentioning that even more streams uh, just went up uh, last week on Patreon. It is a monthly bonus show. There's two monthly bonus shows from streams. Uh, one is just a bonus episode where we review a movie uh, for Patreon. 
Uh, the other one is Boring. even <laughs> the other one is even more streams <laughs> where we talk about just whatever random horror movies we've both been watching, mm-hmm. sort of in a spoiler freeway. And uh, Tim has made it tradition to do like a horror quiz that he tests me with at the start of the show. <laughs> uh, and sometimes we'll talk a little bit about news there as well, uh, if there's anything mm-hmm. interesting to talk about. Oh, so people get their money's worth for uh, yeah this month's episode. <laughs> it's yeah, like almost two hours. <laughs> it was two hours and ten minutes, I believe, uh, <laughs> in total. Uh, so. But yes, uh, so patrons can go check it out, and if you're not a patron, you can go to patreon.com slash TV, and you can sign up and get that for a dollar per month. Uh, that is the that's all you need to pay to get the bonus episodes. Uh, but if you want to go higher than that, up to five dollar and up tiers, you get things like early access, you get uh, voting rights for certain shows. Uh, we don't have voting for this back yet, because we don't have as many episodes, but when the day comes where we're back to four weekly regular episodes, uh, the vote will return but until that day you get two, two bonuses yeah i was i've lost faith in the democracy so <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't trust them doesn't trust the patrons yeah. uh, so <laughs> after uh, the patrons stole the last vote i <laughs> I, I rioted <laughs> oh dear um also as worth mentioning if you catch uh, my streams over in twitch.tv slash tv uh, or Mail Fuzz Live on YouTube for the watch party streams. Uh, the current uh, donation goal is uh, for a certain film on streams. Oh no, what? <laughs> I'm not aware of this. I didn't sign off on this. I won't, I won't be surprised in time. We've done the first three of them. I mean, you know what's coming. Oh, the wreck. <laughs> wreck movie. Uh, no, you wish. You wish it was wreck. <laughs> So, uh, you know, maybe, maybe of interest to check that out if you want to as well. Uh, otherwise, you know, hit the super thanks button if you want to support the show that way, or you can like, subscribe, ding the bell for notifications, all that stuff. Get us on Twitter at Screams Midnight. Of course, I will thank our Patreon producers, which is one of the higher tiers over at Patreon. Thank you very much to Tyler Hess, Cindy Palacios, David Short, Board Now, Christopher Moy, David Brown, Al Treisman, and Alison M. Fordyce. Thank you all very much for your continued support. Tim really appreciates it. Yes. <laughs> So, <laughs> so the show's that was done. Thank you. This has been Screams After Midnight. Mm. Prepared Destination 3. He's been Tim. I've been Peter. And we want you to keep watching scary movies. We'll see you next time. We're out. <laughs>